Hi, this is Rob Wiltsey, founder of Schoolshine. We make custom, professional-quality videos for school districts. We want to make sure your district has the very best video content possible and the best content strategy so you can get the most out of your videos. So check out some samples at schoolshine.org and schedule a call with us today to learn how you can take your videos to the next level. That's schoolshine.org. Do you wish that creating and sending email newsletters took less time and effort? Would you like more parents to tune in and read your district's newsletter? If so, try MarketVolt, the email newsletter platform tailored for districts like yours. With MarketVolt, it's simple to create newsletters that parents will read. MarketVolt automatically customizes your newsletter to match each parent's interest. With MarketVolt, you can create better newsletters with less headache and less hassle. Visit betterk12newsletter.com to learn what MarketVolt can do for you. That's betterk12newsletter.com, powered by MarketVolt. Hey there, PR experts. Blackboard here. School PR is about telling the story of your students, your teachers, and your school community. From websites and mass notifications to mobile presence and classroom engagement, Blackboard has the tools that you need. And whether you're a one-person shop or part of a bigger communication team, we can help you reach more people more effectively in less time. Thank you for all the work you do in improving education and helping students succeed. And thanks for letting us be a part of it. Now, back to the podcast. Advocating for public education, sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, teachers, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help educators help our kids. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Blackboard, Schoolshine, and Market Bolt. Here's your host, Ryan Ferran. And welcome back to the School PR Podcast, everyone. A very special edition coming from the state capitol as a few of us are here for the CalSPR Board Retreat Strategic Planning so we can bring better benefits to our members in CalSPR. And I am honored to be with three of the rock stars in the school PR profession. Matthew Jennings from Oceanside Unified School District, Christine Peck from Poway Unified, and Nicole Pichardo from Brea Linda also all involved in Kelspra as volunteers for the nonprofit school public relations association in California. Ladies and gentlemen, so good to be with you. Thank you guys so much for being here. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hello. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So what we are talking about today is something why I wanted to have all three of you on is something all three of you are doing very, very well. Your district in 60 seconds of video. And in talking to you guys, the responses you have received from your community has been very positive. The engagement is up. Uh, great feedback from your staff and your students. So I wanted to get this information out to others. How are you guys are doing it? Best practices and the like. You're all doing it very similar, but you have your own little twist as well. Um, so that's why I am thrilled to have all three of you here on the podcast today. So, Christine, let's start with you. You are the veteran of the 60-second <laughs> school district video. How did this come about for you, and kind of how have you seen it progress in the time you've been doing it? 
Yeah, so I think it started with my background being a news broadcaster for 15 years. I wanted to bring that type of storytelling into school PR. Also knowing that our um, our audience's habits have become really just looking for that snackable media on social media. And so um, a friend of mine, Jessica Paris, uh, at Fresno Unified started doing something like that. And I saw, you know... She's on to something, and um, she's left the business, but um, we kind of really share in this um, Calspra family, and so I asked her if she didn't mind if I took up something like that and um, got it going, and really, I was going to these schools and covering these events anyway, so while I was there, I picked up bits of video, and at the end of the week, just package that up as a mini newscast and then push it out every Friday and yeah people love it. How long have you been doing yours Christine? Gosh if I had to put on a time frame maybe a year a year and a half so it's been a little while. When I talk to other district superintendents board members about when they hire school PR people one of the things I sometimes suggest being biased that I am is lean towards journalists who have done news reporting and storytelling and one reason I like TV journalists again I'm biased I was a TV journalist you were as well is that you're comfortable on camera so for you it is very natural it's easy to do there's no intimidation it's just like waking up out of bed and you're just so natural on it comfortable doing it uh, for others like Matthew and Nicole, I want to get your perspective because that's not your background, but you're still doing it very well. So I know there will be people out there listening that are hesitant. Oh, I don't like to be on camera, but you guys have picked it up so fast. So Matthew, for you, what has it been like kind of putting yourself on camera and voicing these over kind of like the news reporter for the district? Yeah, it's been really good. Um one of the things I wanted to do early on, I saw Christine's and really fell in love with the concept, and I thought, okay, what could I do to take that just to the next level? And I had the idea of doing an introduction to every video that included staff, and I try to center that around if there's a story that I'm touching on in that 60 seconds, maybe it's at a particular school, I do the introduction with that principle. And uh, I just do it selfie style, and we introduce the video as outside week in one minute. But to your point, not everyone wants to be on camera. So I've had staff maybe kind of reluctant to do it um, at first. However, as the videos have gained in popularity and notoriety throughout our community, I have staff clamoring now to be on the intro. So I have a list of people just waiting to do intros. This is Matthew Jennings, Director of Communications, and I'm here with... Anaya Davis, Trenton Roberts, and Elise Davis, Chapter President of CSEA. And this is Outside Week in One Minute! It was another busy I'm week. I'm out of sites or passing through human resources or fiscal and people are asking me, when am I going to be on the <laughs> intro? So um, I think it's really interesting because there are, obviously, we, we, we do run into several you know, people throughout our, uh, our work day that they just shy away from the camera for whatever reason or another, and that's fine. There will always be people that may not be comfortable with that, um, but I think they find that I have fun with it, and uh, even though it may not be my background, it's fun. I make it fun and unique and neat, and it's just become something that people want to be part of. I love your selfie intro. We'll play one for people during the podcast so they can get a sense of what you do. It's quick and easy, but it's more engagement. It's fun for your staff. Then they're on it. They put it out there as well. Nicole, for you... What has it been like? You don't have the on-camera experience either, but you're also adapted very quick and natural on there. What were the adjustments for you, and how do you see your 60 seconds going? 
so far. I'm Nicole Pichardo, Communication Specialist for the Brea Olinda Unified School District, and this is your BOUSD Beat in 60 Seconds. Sure. So kind of similar, um, I saw Christine's and just love that concept, and I also saw um, sort of a, a decline in readership to a newsletter that I was doing um, weekly or bi-weekly in our BOUSD Beat. So while people loved our BOUSD Beat newsletter, they weren't necessarily always reading it. And so I thought, how can I take something like this that's one minute digestible news and put it into a feature that people are actually going to digest and read and watch? And um, I love telling stories. I love telling stories visually. And so for me, I don't shy away from the camera. I'm okay being in front of the camera. Um, I took Christine's approach in being that every week, introducing myself um, as the storyteller and, and then playing the video through. But I can't even tell you, I was telling you guys that um, even earlier this week, we had somebody in our office who was there on an interview and saw me walking through and said, you're Nicole Pichardo, you're from the VOUSD Beat in 60 Seconds. I love it, I wait for it every week, and my husband and I watch it so that we know what's going on in the school district. So it's, it's been really, really well received. That's awesome. What do you yeah. guys edited on? What are you shooting the video with? How are you gathering the information for it? Um, Christine, we'll start with you. Where's the video coming from? What are you edited on? How are you writing the script? Kind of take us through your process. I think that's the beauty of it, the simplicity, because anyone can do this. So what we're using is an iPhone or, you know, to get off the brand name, a smartphone. So I always say the best camera that you have is the one you have with you. And so if you're comfortable with your smartphone, and I know most of us are, then that is what you take your video with. Um, but we don't just rely on our own video. We've got um, teachers and principals and classified staff. Everybody's contributing, you know, something that maybe I saw somebody post on Instagram or Twitter. I'm pulling that video. Um, as my source, because sometimes we can't get everywhere, and sometimes the coolest things happen with beyond our reach. And so, but smartphone is the way to go. And then in terms of editing, it's just iMovie. You know, I I, I gotta admit I'm an Apple girl, and so um, I always lean towards simplicity. Um, over the course of the week, we collect that video. Every Friday, I set aside an hour, and get it done. Do you guys see once you started doing them, more of your staff principals are wanting, kind of what you alluded to, Matthew, people want in on it? Are they sending you ideas, sending you pictures, sending you video to kind of help you even further with the process now? Yeah, it's, it's totally getting competitive in our district, and I think it's probably the same in all three of ours. And, yes. and uh, it's actually getting difficult to fit it into a minute at this <laughs> point uh, because we have so many things going on that we're covering. Um, so yeah, I would I would have to agree that it's it's getting competitive, which is a good problem to have. But I did go over one second one time, so I went one minute and one second. Just an error I made in editing, and man, I heard probably 20 people tell really? me you went over really? one second. Yeah, they weren't. It was wasn't angry. It was joking. But yeah, I had a lot of response. I can't believe you went one second. That's funny. I know Nicole. You went over a few every seconds. week. I go over. I'm not gonna Nicole. lie, and I preface that. But it's so funny because I feel like people think that it's 60 seconds long so in their minds they're like That's oh it's good. just a minute even though it may be a minute 20 or a minute 30 still it's that idea well, girl, of digestible news your producer would i know they i know i know thank god i'm the producer yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. just to touch on uh some of the equipment just a little bit deeper is that um 
you know, you don't have to use a MacBook, which Christine alluded to, or, or iMovie, but iMovie does make it really easy. Yeah. Uh, you can also edit in your smartphone, so there's, there's the ability to do that if you don't have a computer. Uh, it's really helpful to have uh, live mics that yeah. plug into your phone so you can do quick interviews in the field. Uh, my experience um, is that if staff reach out to me and they say, well, we'll get you pictures or videos, I really do try to encourage them, get me all the details, let me set it up, let me go out and film, let me get the, let me get the shots if I can. Uh, because one, I make sure I let them know I want to highlight it on social. I want to be there. I want to experience the amazing things that they're doing. And then really, truly, it, it tends to be better quality footage. Uh, you know, yeah. Not everyone knows how to use their phone or, or maybe they don't film in the right orientation. And True. it's vertical instead of horizontal. And so <laughs> I have started really from. saying that. So if somebody wants to go out and film themselves, I have been encouraging things that I can't be out if it's like, you know, a lot of night events or things where we, you know, can't be out every night and... Um, but I do talk about orientation and um, and horizontal um, or uh, hot dog versus hamburger. So uh, holding your phone you like need a hot to dog. You need to explain that. And hot by dog. the way, it's a little loud in the background. Sorry, guys. We're in the conference <laughs> hall where there's people going by. We've been working all day. We just we're got on out scene. Of this. So, yeah, we're on scene. On uh, location. Yeah. So <laughs> that's if you hear some people behind us, they're uh, working and doing their daily routine and as we all are. So we've adopted this in our district about holding your phone, like eating it like a hot dog versus the way that you would eat a hamburger. So holding your phone horizontally like a hot dog versus eating it like a hamburger. So um, I've mentioned this to principals and in principal meetings and they think it's hilarious. And so now it's really become a thing. And so they'll be like, oh my gosh, wait, I forgot to hold it like a hot dog. And so oh, awesome. <laughs> you need to make some shirts. Yeah. Hold, hold it like, like a, a hot, hot dog. dog. <laughs> That's a funny. All right. <laughs> what could stunning professional quality videos do for your school district's PR and communications? Find out how School Shine's professional video team can partner with your district at schoolshine.org. This podcast is also brought to you by MarketVolt Email Newsletter Solutions, providing industry-leading email newsletter solutions that better connect over 800,000 parents, staff, and community members with their school districts. Learn more about MarketVolt at betterk12newsletter.com. Blackboard believes in the power of good communication in helping students succeed and is a proud sponsor of School PR with Ryan Ferran. Blackboard, education's partner in change. So, let's go around the circle here. Okay. How much time are you spending oh, on this each week and how much is it taking any time off your plate? Is it replacing a newsletter that you were doing? Mm -hmm. So give us the time and ROI on that time. Uh, Christine, we'll start with you. For us, it's extra. So it's on top of a newsletter. We still do a monthly newsletter. Um, we have quite a bit of um, viewership, I guess, on the newsletter still. So we have kept that. The News Minute, in terms of time, it wasn't taking up that much extra time because we were still going to the schools and events anyway to cover them. It was just that we decided while we were there, instead of just photos or just videos, let's get both, um, which you can, again, easily do with your smartphone if you know how to shoot it quickly. Um, the assembly portion, once you figure out kind of a template or a format, so I have a musical introduction, 
or a little graphic that goes to start it off. I'm Christine Peck, Chief Communications Officer for the Poway Unified School District, and this is your News Minute for Friday, November 22nd. And then I write out a script, and then I record that on camera, and then throw in the video covering my voiceover. Literally, it takes an hour. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's, you know, not much in terms of time investment um, for a great thing that people look forward to. I will say that some people um, initially it was very it was new and exciting and people loved it. Now a year and a half in, you you don't get that buzz, but people still look forward to it. And I notice that when I don't do it because I've missed maybe one or two out of the year, they say, "Hey, I didn't see the news minute," and wow. so people will call it out. So now you're stuck doing this for the rest of your life. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's worth it. So, Matthew, how about you? How much time? Uh, yeah, in Oceanside, uh, it is in addition, so it doesn't take away from anything, really. Um, and what I've been doing is if there is a unique story or something that we need to take a deeper dive on that I touch on in the Oceanside Week in a minute, we will, separately from that, write a press release. If I've already collected B-roll and I have a uh, you know, good amount of footage on that subject already, then I'll also do a deeper dive on that and make maybe a one or two to a three minute video of just that topic alone with its own script and its own narration. So we'll still do a press release, we'll still write the articles and publish them to the websites and maybe we'll do a deeper dive and then in the 60 second video we'll say hey to learn more about that check out the links below to watch the video on whatever that was or um, send them out to our homepage to read more about the story. Uh, but the, the, the medium is just incredibly powerful. The video medium. Yeah. I love how you are sending your videos to your media as yeah, well. Just absolutely. 60 second snippets and you were telling me last night that yeah, that they're not going to run it like on their newscast, but they're getting story ideas there and saying, ooh, that's interesting. Can mm -hmm. I learn more about that? You elicit the interviews and all that. So yep. you had good experience and gotten a story out of that. Yeah, I did. We did We did get one of our stories covered that way and, and maybe two because uh, one of them I sent just last week uh, was in regards to uh, one of our elementary schools celebrating their 30th birthday. And uh, it's a very special school named after Krista McAuliffe, the teacher astronaut um, that you know lost her life when the Challenger exploded. Um, anyway, it's a really special community, and uh, I heard from media just last week, hey, saw it, maybe we want to check it out, we might do a story on that, so that's great. Um, but yeah, I just copied them on it, and I, I, I have a little disclaimer on there, and, and it says something to the effect of, uh, you know, I'm sharing this with you just to get information out there, uh, make sure that you know what we're doing and what's going on in our district. If any of these stories that we cover in here are of interest to you and you want to cover in your publication, I'd be happy to set up interviews and get you more information. Um, and so it's been really positive, and I've heard back that they just like it. So I think that's a great idea. A, they're just being informed, but yeah. B, it may be a story that you don't have time to do fully develop and you want to get it out there, but it resonates with them. Maybe it's a national topic or something that they want to localize, and then they can do the heavy lift on it, and they're going to do that work. They get a great story. You get the story from them. So I... Genius idea, sending it your yeah, news minute yeah. to the media as well. I think so too, and I think too, and I'm sure the way. And I, I've watched all of this, um, the news minutes that you guys do, and I think too, we are um, really focused on, on writing scripts like journalists, and so mm -hmm. I think something also that when you're sharing it with 
um, TV journalists that it looks like something that that's easily digestible for them as well because it's sort of like in their language something that is looks more like a news broadcast that they could easily see being on the news or on TV. Agreed. So for Christine and I, it's, we've always written for broadcast, and it's kind of something, when I first started, it was difficult putting together stories because you're on a, most of the news stories, it's a minute, 30 seconds. We go out and shoot four interviews that could be up to an hour long, mm -hmm. and it was difficult for me to get that to a minute and 30 seconds. For you guys, what's the adjustment like, and what advice oh, yeah. would you give to others considering when you're writing that script? Because yeah. it's not always, we're used to writing press releases, but it's a different language and video. It is. What's that transition like? And if somebody's thinking about it, what advice would you give them just to start writing that script and how should they go about it? Okay. I was just going to say, I think it's almost even more like writing for Twitter or it's for social media. It's so social. it's short. Mm -hmm. I mean, those short snippets that, you know, 140 characters yeah. are thinking it in that light where how can you tell that story? something very, very short and sweet. So that's kind of where I start. I'm thinking about writing for social, writing in short, um, quick snippets that is, you know, three lines that's going to get the story told um, because it is just fast, quick news. I don't know. So I always go by the rule of thumb to write conversationally. So I used to teach uh, broadcast students broadcast news writing and you you want to think of it as, Matthew, you said storytelling. So what if you were telling your mother or your grandmother uh, or your parents a story about what happened that day? And so you're using conversational language, you're not using acronyms, you're not using education speak, so to speak. and um, you're just relaying it in a short, succinct, descriptive way, and your video matches what you're saying. Yeah, totally agree with that. And then um, aside from the script is all the footage you're going to end up with. And so I just want to touch on that really quickly because I have to remind myself every time I go out to a school site to film, walk away. <laughs> Because whatever you're, whatever you're covering there is fun and ex exciting, and you're going to get pulled into it, and you're going to get excited about it. And then what I found um, over the course of the years of doing this is that I always walk away with a thousand photos mm -hmm. and forty videos, and then you're going to like we've all talked about here. You're editing editing that down into one minute, and if you're covering several things in that video, then no one topic's getting more than ten or fifteen seconds. Mm -hmm. So now you've gone out to a school site, a school site, and you've shot you know, 30 minutes of video because you were really excited about what was going on. But you have to go through but it. But you still have to mm -hmm. go through it. And that's taking up um, space in your phone. Um, there is um, something on that that I use that's very interesting that I, I found yes. at a Capio conference. It's a little USB stick that plugs into the bottom of my phone and allows me to transfer the files directly from the phone down to USB, which is really nice because then I can transfer that to my computer really easily. Um, I am Apple to Apple. My, my phone is Apple, and I do work on a MacBook, so I airdrop a lot of the photos that way Same. really seamlessly. But mm -hmm. that USB stick has been really helpful, too. It's a little SanDisk unit that just allows you to download the files yes. really quickly, which is nice. and it clears up space on your phone, so it's yeah. not taking and that that, that would be my caution, is that yeah, be really careful. Like Once you know you've got what you need, stop filming, and just yeah. enjoy the moment if yeah. you need to. <laughs> but, but stop filming. Save yourself that hassle. So are you editing on your phone or your laptop? I've done both. I prefer to edit on my laptop. So uh, most, of, most of my editing is done on the laptop. Mostly phone for me. Okay. Laptop. Uh, laptop. Okay. And I do most of my editing on the phone. Yeah. Even our longer form videos, I 
to do it on the phone because the video is in there. I don't need to export. It's easy. Um, but so, and if you're not familiar with iMovie or if you have an Android, whatever video editing apps there are out there, just start playing with it, practicing mm -hmm. it. There's a million tutorials on YouTube, like how do I fade audio? Yes. Look that up, and I'll tell you exactly how to do it. Um, I actually have a few tutorials on my blog that I did with iMovie um, with some photo techniques and stuff like that. Nice. But it is easy to just do it all on the phone these days. These mm -hmm. podcasts I do all on the phone, recording it with lav mics, going into my phone. I'll edit it in iMovie on the phone. So um, one blog I did was talking about our little studio we built, and people think, like, oh, that must be so expensive. We're shooting it on the phone. We're using equipment on Amazon, these microphones and stuff like that. So you can do a very professional video. Mm -hmm. And what iMovie does in the phone, if people haven't used it, you can add music, you can add text, you can yeah. do little dissolves mm -hmm. that'll make it really, that bring it up a level so it looks really professional and it's easy to use. So I don't want people to be intimidated like I never even got into iMovie. I, there was a time that none of us ever used it exactly. either. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, it doesn't take a long to get used to it and get good at it. Can I just add on some of the technical tips that you were Please. talking about? And so I think the key is is that we strive to make these videos look professional even though we're just shooting on a phone mm -hmm. or an iPad or even a DSLR. Mm -hmm. The key to that is one, like Nicole said, horizontal video, mm -hmm. okay? Number two is stable video. Mm -hmm. So even if you're not on a tripod, you're holding your phone or your device or your camera very steady with your arms and your elbows kind of to your core. I know it sounds odd, but you need that stability because nothing is worse or unprofe more unprofessional than shaky video. Mm -hmm. And so you're doing that, having that stability. Third is that when you're trying to get close-ups of what you're trying to film, you're not using the zoom on your iPad or your iPhone. It looks really bad. Yes. So you're zooming, we say, with your body, meaning you're walking up to whatever you're trying to film. And then fourth, being aware that um, a lot of movement on your part is not good and so I think people say oh I saw that music video and there were all these cool moving shots unless you have a stabilizer like a gimbal mm -hmm. you moving your camera around is not going to look professional mm -hmm. so we can talk about like extra equipment like gimbals like microphones maybe you can provide links to that mm -hmm. but that is kind of the basics to a more professional looking video those are tremendous tip. tips and I've had a fifth and this one sounds silly and it's so basic I know what it is wipe your lens Clean your lens because step one and these lenses on our smartphones are worth every penny we spend on it because they are indestructible I've never had one create uh, crack break drop anything but they do get dirty we have oil on our hands all the time and so sometimes you'll take a photo and go why does this one look a little weird it's because <laughs> your lens is dirty yeah. so just wipe it first and that will make your video look clear i was watching matthews uh one of your your videos recently i was like what did you shoot this on it looked really crisp and clear mess around my lenses your lighting looked really good but it was on your phone so if you know how to use the light, the other thing is use the lighting to your advantage. You really oh, yes. got to use the light to Don't your shoot into yeah. the sun. Have the sun going yeah. on the subject's face. So you'll look, you'll at, when you're starting to do this, you'll ask yourself, why does my video look dark? And look at the possible light sources. So if you do have dark video and you're wondering why it's dark, look, sometimes 
it's a light on the ceiling in the background that you don't know it's yeah. it's darkening the lens for you so either adjust the iris manually on your phone tap it or just shoot away from it the best way is to do it correctly the first time. Yeah, a good example of that is if you're filming uh, something in the quad and uh, you, in the foreground are your subjects who are maybe speaking to the camera or doing something really cool, but in the background it's just a really, really bright sky. The camera will dim the foreground and your subjects will be very, very dark because it's so bright in the background. So, Absolutely. So, wrapping this up, any other advice you would give to people that are thinking about doing when I talk yeah. to especially you guys that started it um, you guys are so excited about the ROI you're getting it Huge. from your community the staff are really enjoying it um, I guess how rewarding and fulfilling has it been for you guys to start adding these to your communication plans I mean for me uh, I, I really hit home when I had somebody come to our public board meeting and speak during public comment about Matthew's Oside Week in One Minute videos. No way. Like that's, that's amazing. That's just, that was it. My board, my superintendent, it was a packed house, everybody in the room. I mean, you can't pay for advertising better than that. And I, I got a lot of accolades for that. And yeah, my board loves it. Uh, you know, like Nicole has shared, she gets recognized out in the community. Um, I, I know people all across the district that I've never met before, and they, they know me when I walk into the room. It's and and they're excited, and they go they they ask, "Are you here for Oside Week in a minute?" <laughs> um, so I'll end with the only piece of advice I would give is absolutely just do it. Just start doing it because your return on investment will be through the roof. And when you first start, it doesn't need to be a polish. So if you're, no. we'll have links to all three of your guys' video, and you'll be a little intimidated. Ooh, they look nice. Christine has a beautiful animation in the beginning, and it, you guys seem polished. But just start it and improve as you go. You, you'll ask yourself, ooh, how do I add music? You'll figure out how to do that. How do I add text? How do I make the text appear better? How do I not make it white out? and Stuff like that. Just start it. People will be thrilled you're doing it and you can improve as you go. So don't worry about getting this polished marketing video your first time out of the gate. Your advice, Nicole? Um, yeah, I agree. I say just um, just start it. Just do it. I mean, we, we did. We I personally replaced um, a newsletter that I was doing bi-weekly with this video and the reason that I did that is because of the feedback that I received from my audience. So I, I read my audience and people came to me and said, you know what, I did like, I like that BOUSDB, but honestly I didn't read it. But I watch your video. You know why? It's 60 seconds long and now I feel like I'm informed. I know what's going on in the district. I feel more informed than I ever have before because sorry, I wasn't reading your, your newsletter because maybe it was a little bit too long or I didn't have the time to take, but I do take 60 seconds to watch that video and I feel even more informed and I think even now as we're going into bond season and you know this season of where we're going out into our community and community relations and that trust in the district is more important really than ever um, that we have that buy-in because people really know that we're spreading that good word and they know what's going on from internal to external stakeholders and so that's really been what's most important to me because the feedback that I receive is is literally across the board. It's from classified, it's from certificated, it's from community members, it's from people who come in to go on an interview. So um, it's invaluable. How are you guys pushing it out? One last question for you guys. I'm just curious what channels you're putting it out and my kind of underlying question is are you email blasting it as well? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for us we are only on social. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. 
and then we add it into our newsletter, but I'm not pushing it out separately via email, mm. so I'm curious how you guys are doing it. Yeah, on Oceanside, uh, we are posting it Facebook, Twitter, our YouTube channel, of course, that's where the video is hosted, which also, uh, on that note, closed captioning. Um, so I can circle back around to that, but that's an important one. Uh, but yeah, uh, we do um, post it, uh, or not post it, send it, I'm sorry, through email to all staff. And the reaction to that has been very positive. And staff misses it if we don't get it done early enough. So uh, we do email that out to all staff, which is really great. I do send it out to media, as I mentioned. We're actually going to expand that list now, and I'm going to start including. I, I just gathered um, um, all some contacts for different community groups and organizations, you know, um, our, our clubs out there in the community, boys and girls clubs, the Kiwanis clubs, they're going to be on my distribution list as well so that they'll get it and they'll be able to talk about that. That's um, we have our key communicators list uh, through our realtors. I work through the North County Realtors Association and uh, they're going to get it as well. Um, they're very excited about it, actually, because our realtors, of course, are a key component they're to... They're making a killing off <laughs> all of our school Absolutely. districts. Yes. <laughs> they're a key component to that. To that, that partnership to is local huge. Districts. Exactly. And so our, our realtors are very engaged, and they, they want to learn more about our schools and want to learn more about what's going on so that when they're in the house selling to a new family, moving into the area, they can talk about what's happening in the district, and we need to include them in that conversation. The one thing I would just say um, about YouTube is it does make it easy to close caption videos, which um, if... You're not aware, uh, listening to this podcast, it is a legal requirement as a school district that receives federal funding that we provide content in ways that are accessible to individuals with disabilities. One of those uh, legal requirements is that videos are closed, captioned, open, captioned, or fully transcribed. One of those three things, and YouTube makes it really easy to close captioned videos. So, Nicole, how are you pushing out your video? Similar. So um, YouTube, we push in an email to all staff, and we post it on our website. Um, and then social, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube. Why are we not emailing this to our parents directly? And I'm guilty of this too. We do a lot of longer form videos in our district, but sometimes I forget the parents. I think we underutilize them as school districts when we have good news. Um, I'm guilty of this myself to an extent, but I think school districts in general, if somebody's not on a lockdown or it's not a emergency communication, we forget that we have this amazing platform in our technology department where we can email every single parent in our school district and that's our target demographic. So I think with these types of things and other good news, use your own amazing resource, your own parent email blast to send these out. Um, And some of these, it may be you guys are sending out other things. Hey, buddy. Um, So you don't want to inundate them. There's reasons, but I, I do it myself. I overlook Let's. Why not send this to our parents? Um, a lot of them would be interested in it, and those are the ones, you know, for retention and just transparency and information. Um, it's a great Good idea question. to do it. I, I don't have a. I don't have a solid answer on that. I'm just. Yeah. That's a good question. I'm a little wary of inundating our parents. They receive so many communications from their own schools. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a sense of like, I'm interested in what's going on at my kids' school, mm-hmm. not necessarily at all schools, but I'm, I may be wrong. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a really good question to discuss and debate. I, yeah, I, I'm with Christine on that a little bit because I know that sometimes we send stuff out that is not related to a specific school, and you'll hear from members of that community, like, why did I get that information for such and such school? Mm-hmm. That's not for me. But at the same time, I, I 
I can see the value and the benefit add to just, hey, this is overall what's going on in our district. Um, that's a, it's a great question. Yeah, but it, it's one of those things where it's individual, and you guys brought up a good point. You know, sometimes the schools they're sending out a lot, and if it doesn't relate mm -hmm. to them, they don't necessarily always know where it's coming from. They just know it's district or school, and so why am I getting this? Um, but it's always something when I talk to people, superintendents out there, when they're getting, when they're going through cycles of negativity, don't forget. I remind them, don't forget your own internal systems are so powerful. You have to every parent. You have direct access every day, all day. You don't want to inundate them, but if there's this negativity or you need to correct some information, there's an easy avenue mm -hmm. to get directly to them, email or phone blast. I mean, sometimes we'll do phone blasts for a big play or CIF championship or something as well, too. That's not necessarily, you know, your kid was absent today or something like that. Yeah. And it's good news stuff. We'll do even phone blasts once in a while, too, if it's appropriate. So true. Um, so, and with our education foundations too, they're trying to raise money, so we'll use e uh, email and phone blast on occasion. So, just something to consider and ask yourself if you're doing it, you're not doing it, why mm -hmm. should we or let's remain the same? You three are rock stars. I appreciate so much the privilege for you three to come on. It's been great spending time with you guys up in Sacramento, but I really wanted to have you guys on because I think you're doing amazing work with these district videos in 60 seconds, and they've just been really impressive, and it's a great idea for others to do them. Christine's been doing it for a long time. You guys saw the idea, picked it up, and have seen success. So as we do in school PR, we want others to benefit from Absolutely. these easy yeah. tactics and techniques. So it's been wonderful. I'm big fans of all three of you. Appreciate you coming on, sharing your knowledge and expertise. It's been awesome. The School PR Podcast is much better with you three on it. Yeah. Thank you for having Thank us. Thanks for the work you do as well. Absolutely appreciate it. And we will chat soon. Uh, another School PR Podcast coming your way. And there's other ideas. We could probably go on for another hour. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure we could. I have topics, but I'd love to have Easy. you guys back on. But thanks so much for your time. And we'll chat with you guys soon. All right. See you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hi, this is Rob Wiltsey, founder of Schoolshine. We make custom, professional quality videos for school districts. We want to make sure your district has the very best video content possible and the best content strategy so you can get the most out of your videos. So check out some samples at schoolshine.org and schedule a call with us today to learn how you can take your videos to the next level. That's schoolshine.org. Do you wish that creating and sending email newsletters took less time and effort? Would you like more parents to tune in and read your district's newsletter? If so, try MarketVolt, the email newsletter platform tailored for districts like yours. With MarketVolt, it's simple to create newsletters that parents will read. MarketVolt automatically customizes your newsletter to match each parent's interest. With MarketVolt, you can create better newsletters with less headache and less hassle. Visit betterk12newsletter.com to learn what MarketVolt can do for you. That's betterk12newsletter.com, powered by MarketVolt. Hey there, PR experts. Blackboard here. School PR is about telling the story of your students, your teachers, and your school community. From websites and mass notifications to mobile presence and classroom engagement, Blackboard has the tools that you need. And whether you're a one-person shop or part of a bigger communication team, we can help you reach more people more effectively in less time. 
Thank you for all the work you do in improving education and helping students succeed. And thanks for letting us be a part of it.